Hi, this is Roy's Rocket Radio, episode 120, recorded on Sunday, the 7th of February 2016, and the time at the beginning of the show is 7 minutes past 10 in the evening. And it's only been a while since the last podcast, hasn't it? I think it was Thursday, by the time I finished editing episode 119, it was Friday, and that was the show with me and Tom. Now, hopefully that will be a regular thing. Not sure at the moment. Fingers crossed it will be. I'm going to try it again this Thursday. And one of the big differences between that show and the show you're listening to now, with me on my own, is the one on Thursday has only minor edits. I am thinking, though, it might be a thing to do a show with no edits whatsoever. And I might just do that on Thursday. This show, though, is heavily edited to make me sound a lot better than I usually do sound. Okay, let's start off with some of the regulars, the news. Oh, and the other thing, if you're a new listener, is this Sunday podcast is more about me as well as genre stuff that I like. But it's also about me and my writing. So I'm using it as a vehicle for talking about my writing, as well as other things that interest me. The show on Thursday is more informal, and it's just about stuff that both me and Tom like, and we just go off and talk about it on a tangent sometimes. Sometimes not very effectively, but hopefully... It will be amusing, so check that out on Thursday. But let me just get on with today's show. First thing is I've been very, very busy, which is why uh, what I said in Roy's Rocket Radio episode 116 didn't really happen, and what I said was that I'd cover in the next week or so a whole load of stuff So this episode today is partly an attempt to fulfil that promise. However, I still haven't gotten round to continuing the Vintage Doctor Who marathon. Or even starting the Blake 7 marathon. Or getting round to Jodorowsky's Dune, which I said I do. And I've even got someone from the crew to talk to about that movie, but I just haven't had any time. And the reason I've been so extremely busy, and I'm not using that word lightly, is I'm producing a lot of my own stuff at the moment. By producing, I'm not talking about audio producing this podcast, I'm talking about writing. And kind of on that subject, there have been some website changes. If you look at my personal website, RoyMartha.com, that's R-O-Y-M-A-T-H-U-R.com, you'll notice some minor cosmetic changes. I hope it looks better. I've been told it is looking a bit better. The reason for all this is that I'm trying to have a distinctive brand. I know, what a horrible word. And honestly, I just want the whole thing to look a bit more grown up, which is ironic because it took quite a lot of work to make it look 
friendly and slightly childlike, like rounded corners on everything. It's actually less work to make it look how it looks now. I'm also getting some new business cards soon. Yeah, I don't even have a business card right now. Which proves what a total shoestring operation my media output is. And now on to writing. I'm sure most of you know by now, if you're regular listeners, that I'm writing a novel called The Horus Box, which is a mystery adventure in the tradition of Indiana Jones, but it's more contemporary than that, and it's set in London, with quite interesting, not your usual run-of-the-mill protagonist. I'm at chapter 30 at the moment, which means I've only got 10 more chapters to go before I finish. So things are happening. I write each evening. I go to a local cafe and sit there for about two hours, depending on how much time I have. Sometimes if I'm catching up, I'll spend up to three hours there. And it's all going well. There are a few things that I need to add, but they're not things that will cause me a great deal of inconvenience. Now, I've said contextual colour in the show notes, which sounds incredibly wordy. What I'm trying to get at is not exactly world building, but I need to add some environmental colour, kind of little vignettes of London. Because London is one of those cities where the city itself becomes a major character in any book that you might set in that place. Actually, come to think of it, doesn't matter that it is London, it could be anywhere, it could be a village. But the thing is, people need to have a sense of where they are. So I'm trying to do that at the moment. The other thing I'm trying to do is convey more of a sense of time. Not things like morning and afternoon, although that's useful to know when something's happening. I'm talking about seasons, really. I've started on that a little bit. So you get a good idea of what things look like, what the city looks like in that particular season. But don't worry, I'm not turning it into some kind of weird urban pastoral <laughs> combo, just to give you a better sense of place. The other thing that I'm doing is I'm adding an earlier flashback, which I had in the original novel, but somehow seems to have gone from my final draft. And I'm adding this at a convenient point in a much earlier chapter. This isn't that hard to do, because I've found the perfect place to put this flashback. Mainly because the chapter is very short, and there's room for extra prose, but also because it's at a point where nothing is happening and it's also a point, I don't want to give too much away, that's a problem. 
of where my protagonist would have an opportunity to think back to something that happened. Man, that sounds so enigmatic. The point is, things are getting done, and it's not long now till I be finished. The other thing that I'm doing as I'm finishing these last ten chapters is I'm also working on an anthology. Now, if you look on Amazon and you look for me, I have an author page. It's a very sparse author page because there's only one thing on it, my horror story, Glassy. It costs 99 pence, which isn't much for the amount of effort that I put in to write it, and if you're into psychological horror, please check that out. So just go to Amazon.com and search for Roy Martha, R-O-Y-M-A-T-H-U-R. But the point I'm trying to make is not an advertisement for that particular story, but the fact that I'll be creating an anthology of all my stories. So if you wait for another month or two, Glassy will be part of an anthology of four or five stories, and they'll all be the same price. Altogether, that is. Anthology, one book, for 99 pence. A whole bunch of genre stories. There'll be science fiction, fantasy, and horror. So something for everyone. Let's have a look. That's all I have to say about writing this week. If you are writing something yourself, and I talked about this with someone earlier today, my recommendation is don't go on a splurge. You know they have these things like NaNoWriMo, which are all good and wonderful, but don't get into the habit of doing a lot of work in one go. What's better is to work hard, but regularly. So I'm not saying write a paragraph a day, which is frankly pathetic, it's too little, but write a few hundred words a day. With NaNoWriMo, that stretches to the thousands, but a couple of hundred is manageable. I honestly wish that I'd done something like this years ago. I would have been on my tenth novel by now if I had, rather than going in fits and spurts. But now, that's what I do every day. I write a fair chunk, <laughs> definitely more than a few hundred words. Actually, a couple of thousand, if I was to be honest. But 2,000 is about the most I can manage a day. I can write more than that, but I find that it tends to be a bit rubbish. And when I go back the next day, I end up trimming all that back anyway. But the point is, write regularly and write consistently. Okay, so that's it for writing. TV. Okay, the Shannara Chronicles 2016. This is a new MTV show. Apparently, Five Star have a deal to show this in the UK, but I couldn't find any news of a UK release date yet. This is an interesting spin on high fantasy, 
based on Terry Brooks' novels, very well-known novels, which postulate a present-day apocalypse resulting far in the future in a post-technological society with humans split into subspecies resembling strongly the races from high fantasy. And magic also seems to make a return. Now, these books started, I think, back in 1977, but Terry Brooks got, still gets, a lot of stick for being derivative of Tolkien. But isn't that an incredible concept that I've just described before? The fact that this hasn't happened in the past, like Middle-earth, but in the very far future? So I don't think that Terry Brooks' idea is derivative. I think it's very original. And I'm saying that quite objectively because I'm not even a fan of his work. Anyway, this is the TV realised version of his books. And I have to say, it looks really impressive. It's clearly aimed at a young adult audience compared to GOT Game of Thrones, which is definitely aimed at an older audience. But they've left enough grit in this where necessary. But it's still there where it has to be. So it isn't too watered down, and it doesn't feel artificially young adult. Anyway, young adult has changed a lot over the last few years. I can look at the Hunger Games. That gave even me, who reads quite a lot of, well, what is today called Grimdark, even made me a bit queasy. Okay. So, all in all, good stuff. That's the Shannara Chronicles 2016. Absolutely no idea when it's coming to the UK, but I'm guessing from the quality of the show that it will come to the UK. Next, Bridge of Spies. Now this stars Mark Rylance as an ageing Soviet spy who becomes a pawn in the exchange of the U-2 pilot Gary Powers who crashes behind enemy lines, well, enemy lines, behind the Iron Curtain. Now, I like Mark Rylance's acting. I mean, how could I not? He was brilliant in Wolf Hall. But I find his acting in Bridge of Spies a bit mannered, a bit stagey, but then he is a stage actor. Also, there is a scene, a shaving scene, where it looks like he doesn't know how to use a double-edged razor. What happens is, he picks the blade's edge on. And no one does that. I use that kind of razor and no one does that. And I'm assuming, during the time it was set, I think it's set in the 60s, people would know how to hold a razor, so I don't know what that was about. And when I saw that bit of clumsiness, it threw me right out of the period. 
Although later today I was thinking back to that scene and I don't know if I'm just giving the director or the actor too much credit. But one way I could explain that is perhaps it's not bad acting or direction. Perhaps the scene is a metaphor for someone living on the razor's edge. Although that does sound like a really heavy-handed metaphor. So I'm not sure. Also... The film in general was a bit dry. I think it could well have been a TV movie. But, altogether, even though I have a few reservations, I did still find it fairly excellent. Fairly excellent? That doesn't even make sense. But anyway, topical. And the only of the three movies I'm going to talk about tonight that I actually watched all the way through. Interestingly, on my podcast app on my mobile, there has been recently a podcast called The Spycast. And if you just look on iTunes for that, you'll find it. The Spycast. I think it's from the Spy Museum. Anyway, the point is, Gary Powers' son is interviewed on that show. So if you want more of a background into the whole Bridge of Spies thing, which was a factual thing, have a look at that podcast. And that's it for the Bridge of Spies 2015, a movie that I've seen recently. Next, The Man from Uncle, 2015. Wow. This was not my favourite film. Which is a pity, really, because I love the original TV series. I found that it was played too much for laughs. It felt like too much of a fashion show. And the whole thing felt too much in love with being retro, rather than more time spent actually being interesting and having a better plot. Or writing, I don't know, it just didn't feel right. It feels like a big waste and makes me think from the clips that the new Dad's Army film that's out now, which is a big screen reboot, will go much the same way but without the call of the man from Uncle, so I hope not. I hope the Dad's Army film gets it right, but I don't know. So, yeah, I really didn't like it. If I was to say anything nice about it, I could say that it's a good period recreation. The acting's good, despite everything else. But man, do I miss Robert Vaughan and David McCallum. Okay, finally, Goosebumps 2015, but it's out at the moment. And now that I've seen it, I know why they delayed its release. The first line of my thoughts on the film, because I'm not really doing a review, is um. Not terrible, but not interesting. No reason for being on the big screen whatsoever. Much better served as a TV show, although probably better as a TV film, not a show. Because quite honestly, I can't see how they would stretch this thing out into a TV show. A modern 
TV show anyway. Jack Black screeching a lot doesn't make it funny. I suppose he's there so that the producers could get credibility for their production, but he really seems wasted in this, which is a pity because he's brilliant in School of Rock. The other thing I didn't like is it was way too meta, with a fictionalised version of the author of Goosebumps itself, R.L. Stein, who becomes part of the adventure. I felt that there was absolutely no sense of suspense or mystery, or in fact goosebumps. I felt no goosebumps. And the reason for that is they didn't hold anything back. It was just a by the numbers chunk. This happens, that happens. Here we go, here's a monster. Next, next, next. You know, there was no, there was no suspense. Which makes me sound really angry about it, but I'm not. I've got other things to do, so I'm not as angry as you might think. Okay, here's something that is good about it. The special effects are absolutely fine. Very competent. I'm sure whoever worked on the SFX will get plenty more work in future. And that's it for today. I'll have another writing update next Sunday. In fact, it'll probably mostly be a writing update. I think the only thing I can add now and tell you about for future plans for the show is episode 21 on Thursday, hopefully, if it gets going, will be about the X-Files, and the X-Files starts tomorrow. So if you're a fan of the show, be sure to subscribe. You can get Roy's Rocket Radio so many different ways. You can get it from iTunes. The show is syndicated on just about every single service you can imagine. If you don't believe me, go to my website. That's RoyMartha.com. R-O-Y-M-A-T-H-U-R.com. And there, if you click on podcast, you'll find loads and loads of ways to subscribe. If you want to contact me about the show or you have any comments, just tweet me. I'm at Roy Martha, at R-O-Y-M-A-T-H-U-R. I'm also on Facebook, or, well, actually, I'm on Facebook, but the show itself has its own page. That's facebook.com slash Roy's Rocket Radio, all one word, no apostrophe. You can also drop me an email at roymartha.com slash blog slash contact. Or, like I said, just go to roymartha.com. R-O-Y-M-A-T-H-U-R.com. And the reason I keep spelling that out is people inevitably get my name wrong. They'll put an E where the U is, and then they'll never find my website. Okay, that's it. I think, yeah, I've got nothing more to say. This was Roy's Rocket Radio, episode 120, recorded on Sunday, the 7th of February, 2016. The time at the end of the show is... 32 minutes past... 10 in the evening. Thanks for listening. 
and bye for now. Bye.